Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On today's episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, we're talking about Dubai. So as many of you all know by now, Steph recently dipped her toes into Middle Eastern culture by visiting Dubai and the Middle East for the very first time. So I'd been to Dubai a few times in the past, so Steph and I are going to talk through our own experiences there, what we liked about Dubai, what we didn't necessarily like about Dubai, and we even talk about if we would ever consider moving there in the future. So let's get into it. Hey, Steph. How are you? I am doing wonderful. I have booked so many flights this week. How are you? Yes, I'm good. I've booked a single flight this week, but uh, let's. where are you going? What have you booked? Fill me in. Yeah, so I booked, um, A, I'm going to Byron Bay this weekend. Nice. Yes, and I'm doing a retreat, the retreat that I sent Ooh. to you. I'm doing that. So Tell us about the retreat. Yeah, so it's actually because I don't know anyone who follows us on socials know my skills are a little lacking. Um, I do the best I can. I try really hard for the content we do actually put up. Um, But it's actually like a five-day intensive content creation retreat. So it's in beautiful Byron Bay. There's like all kinds of, they teach you different kinds of content to create. They teach you like how to pitch to people. It's like an intensive with other creators um cool yeah so i'm actually excited for it yeah i mean you guys probably maybe can tell from our social support like we're not natural content creators steph and i no we're talkers (laughs) that's why we have a podcast we're talkers exactly so that'll be exciting maybe we'll have some really really good content yeah i mean i still want to keep the bar low um (laughs) yeah don't set the expectations too high for the listeners (laughs) yes I just want to keep it I want to level up essentially so I booked Byron Bay for this weekend I'm heading to Sydney from there I've got another flight to Sydney next month I booked my flight to LA for I have a client event every year in Santa Fe New Mexico so I've got that all booked I've just I went on a booking frenzy Think about all those points you're Trust about to get. Me, I did on my Qantas credit card, all Qantas flights. It was just beautiful. Oh, points, points, points. What I about you? It. What have you booked? I have booked a flight to Bucharest <gasps> in Romania. Okay, that is not what I thought you were going to say. And I actually <laughs> didn't know this before we recorded. Yeah. So I have a friend of mine who's getting married later this year. So um, we just got the invites and kind of like the green light to book. So I have been to Bucharest before. Very cool city. Um, But I have booked, I've got basically, I'm only going to have like an extra day. So I've booked for the weekend 
but I'm going to go a day early and I am looking now at a day trip while I'm there to go see all the castles. So you can okay. see like Dracula's castle. Shut up. And there's a bunch of other just like sort of old gothic castles that, you know, in Romania, they're kind of famous for that. So I'm currently looking at sort of different tours I can do just like a little day trip while I'm there, because when I was there last time, I didn't get a chance to do that. Um, I just kind of spent it within, you know, within Bucharest. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I loved it last time I went. Um, It's a super cool city. And obviously, traveling for a wedding, I think is always, it's always fun. I I feel like I'm at the age now where like, I don't love going to weddings anymore. But if there's, yeah, like just yeah, I, you know, I think we're now at the age. We've been to a lot of them. Um, but I do love one if it's a destination wedding because, it, you know, there's just a little bit more exciting. And this one, it's not too far. Bucharest is three and a half hours, I think. Um, is this your friend who had to keep rescheduling their wedding during COVID? And I was like, they're not getting married. No. It's never happening. No, that's, <laughs> you were like, so that's another. No, that's another friend of mine. Did she ever did get married? Reschedule. She did, yeah. Um, but we sort of, we sort of lost touch over the pandemic. So I didn't, it was, I kind of. So by the time it came around, you weren't invited anymore? Yeah, I guess so. I don't really know what happened. (laughs) But yeah. So no, not her. Another friend of mine. Maybe she listened to that episode where I was laughing about her wedding and she took offense. No, I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Nothing bad happened. We didn't like fall out. It was just, I think one of those natural, I mean. To be honest, we weren't that great. I was pretty surprised to be invited the first time, if I'm honest. Okay, got it. I <laughs> it was got one it. of those like, oh, really? You you want me to come to your wedding? Uh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, so no, this one is, it's not, it's somebody else. Um, But it's really exciting. So I've got like a couple other friends going as well. So it'll be nice to kind of meet up with um, some other friends there, get a little dressed up for a wedding, go see Dracula's castle. Uh, and have like a nice little long weekend away in Bucharest in Romania. So, yeah. yeah, that sounds fantastic. And last week we talked about Athens. Mm-hmm. Are you- so I'm going Wednesday. Oh my! Oh my God! So, oh yeah, that's why yeah. we're recording today and not. That's why on yes, Steph and I are recording <laughs> a few days early, yes. uh, earlier than scheduled recording. So yeah, I go uh, on Wednesday and I'll be there until Sunday. So I've got a few things booked already. I'm doing a, a street food tour one night. Um, I have booked uh, a walking tour to go see the Acropolis. Yes, storm um, the Acropolis. Storm the Acropolis. Perfect. Um, so yeah, I've done like a half day sort of I love a walking tour so I've yeah. got like a tour guide and you know there's going to be a small group where we're going to see really just the whole city you know you can see a lot of it by foot and then I'm looking at a few other day trips because I've got a full day where I haven't really planned anything yet but yeah I'm excited and the weather looks way better <laughs> than it is right now in London so jeez, happy okay. days uh, I mean it was 38 here yesterday in Melbourne it's insane yikes so Yes, at least you'll have the happy medium in between. So, okay, we got lots on the go. We do have lots on the go. And uh, today we thought we would do an episode on a place that you recently came back from and that I've gone to a few times myself, which is Dubai. Yeah. So if you do follow us on socials, you will have seen all the content Steph did post about her recent... I was Business making trip. I was making reels like the kids do. 
She was. I was very was proud, proud of proud myself. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you did a, a a business trip recently. So again, if you guys haven't listened to our episode on optimizing your business travel, take a listen. But Steph is really good at this because you are traveling quite a lot for work. Yeah. And this was one of those trips. And then you ended up doing loads while you were there. Oh, it was the best. And I will say, because obviously everyone knows we're huge advocates for solo travel. It is probably mm. the first place I've gone to where I was actually glad I was with someone who's already been there before. Yeah. Because I think in hindsight now, if I'd gone by myself, I would just would have been lost. Like I wouldn't have known. I probably would have wandered down to the Burj, obviously, and the water fountains. But I think outside yeah. of that, I wouldn't have known all the tips and the tricks. And there was so much like... In a, first of all, hold on, before I even go into it, can we talk about how superior the Emirates is? <laughs> Emirates Airlines? <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, Emirates is, is the gold standard I for flying. I think I referenced and- this last week, but I'm just going to say it again because yeah. I was messaging Andrea the whole time from the airport. I'm like, this is what flying can be like. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Emirates. So I've I've flown with Emirates a couple times, and even Emirates economy, because I've I think I've mentioned before I've I've uh, flown in Emirates business. Yeah. But Emirates economy is just well, not just as nice. <laughs> Obviously, not just as nice, but is pretty lush still. It's a great airline. They have great lounges. They have great service. Great food. What else am I missing? Oh. Everything. And same thing. I booked an economy flight and it felt like Qantas's premium economy. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. they were coming around and they were like, oh, hello, Stephanie. How is your flight going so far? Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, (laughs) thank you. It's going lovely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was just fantastic. I, if ever I have the opportunity, because they're partnered with Qantas. So I was able to book Emirates through Qantas. And then one hot tip I actually learned on the flight that I never knew and call me naive or ignorant about not knowing this. So when it, because I booked Emirates through Qantas, I couldn't do my seat selection or anything. It's like, you know, cause yeah. I booked through a partner thing, but I just downloaded the Emirates app and then I could select everything and do everything from the Emirates app. Yep. I, I did know that. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. And yeah. I've done it with other flights since already where I'm booking. I'm like, I'm an idiot all this time. I just thought, you don't get that perk. <laughs> I've done that with, I think it was BA and Iberia. Okay. Um, when I flew to Madrid recently. So yeah, I could pick my seats on Iberia's website. Yeah. And and it makes, oh, like even on Emirates, you could like pre-order your entertainment. So you could say, you know, yeah. I'm, I want to watch this movie, this movie. So when you teed it up and it was like, welcome Stephanie on the thing. The things you'd pre-selected to watch on the flight were already loaded there for you. And it's not complicated, but it's just nice. It's nice, like, little things. Yeah, I I'm, I mean, Emirates and I think just this sort of Middle Eastern country, they re- countries, they really know how to do customer service. And yes. just make you feel very comfortable. Even when it's not luxury, they make you feel yes. like it's luxury. And I think that, you know, Dubai is very much like that because yeah. it does come off and don't get me wrong there is money in dubai like mm-hmm. people oh, are rich but so much money there's yeah so much money but there are everyday people yeah like you and i that do go to dubai that you know are not super rich but you do get that 
that experience when you're there. That's just the type of place it is. Now, to your point of going with someone that has been there before, I will say Dubai is a place that if you don't know where you're going or what to do, uh, you, exactly that. You really, you would probably just wander around aimlessly and go, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here because <laughs> yeah. it is, it is very much like, to be honest, there's not a whole lot to do per se. And I'm saying that in air quotes, but because, you know, it is this man-made city. Yeah. But if you're so, I mean, I remember the first time I went, like I had a friend that lived there. So my other friend, Steph, she lived there for a few years. And so I went to go visit her. And because Steph lived there, she knew all the restaurants to go to, all the different hotels to go to for the nice spas. So, uh, yeah, I I feel like if I had gone on my own, I would I would think like, what the fuck? Like, what is there to do in this place? Yeah. Even just the little things like taxis are so much cheaper than Ubers there. Like, yeah. if you take an Uber, you're going to pay probably, like, a quarter more than you would actually pay to a taxi. Like, all those little things that just add up while you're there. Because, um, obviously, staying in the core, like, around the Burj, around Palm Island, it's super expensive. So, we got an Airbnb that was a bit out and just took taxis in. But we saved probably hundreds of dollars by taking taxis instead of Ubers. Like, what? That is so yeah. contradictory well, to what you know, like what's here in Australia. Yeah. And also Uber is not actually their main ride sharing app there. It's Kareem. So that could be why <laughs> you were spending more money on Ubers. Yeah, I don't know. Well, every single Uber was also a Lexus. So I don't know if there's some kind of requirement there, but yeah. 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 Just Next t- time when you go download the Kareem app. Okay. Because that's, that's like the main one there. Yeah. I, and this is the thing, like sometimes I, I when I travel, like, I think I, I do the same. I just assume Uber yeah. or, you know, like whatever I use at home. Um, but in like a lot of European countries, Bolt is actually yes. more popular yeah. now than Uber. Uh, but yeah, over there, I should have told you this ahead of time. Download oh. the Kareem app. Because I think the Kareem app or cars, they also use like the city taxis, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they're cheaper. But yeah. yeah, I always find like when I was there, the last time I went for work. And that's the thing. In Dubai as well, like, you don't, people, everyone gets around in taxis. That is how you get around Yeah, in Dubai. Like, people, and I'm saying, like, people, when they commute into work, they take taxis. Um, it's, you know, of course you can walk in Dubai, but it's really fucking hot. Um, there's a lot of parts of Dubai that they just don't, like, have, like, walking paths for people. Like, it's a desert, and they're just, they are used to driving everywhere so it is just roads you know i they do i think they have buses and stuff but for the most part yeah people are taking taxis yeah yeah but they do come very quickly they are everywhere <laughs> oh and i didn't even t- i forgot to say like at the airport too how and these are just again talking about the little touches and how they can make such a difference when you land they give you a free sim card for your time there yes like, what so i don't have to worry about data i have a dubai phone number that made such a difference for my time there. So yeah. again, ordering taxis, I wasn't paying up the wazoo for my like international data roaming. Mm-hmm. I went over to Palm Island a few times. And again, talking about someone needs to tell you to know this. So they all have all the pools on the resorts on Palm Island have entry fees. So anywhere from yeah. like 150 to three to 400 Durham to get in. And the hot tip I learned there is that some of those... 
will then be redeemable once you're inside. So it's like 300 dirham to get in, but then you have 300 dirham credit to spend on food and drink. So, and some of them aren't like that. So that was the way I saved a little bit. I mean, let's be honest, Dubai is not cheap. Like I didn't come home and be like, wow, I spent no No. money. But that was the way we saved quite a bit of money was by purposely looking up those um, resorts that have that. Yeah, Mm. and that's, I mean, that is one of the things that is like an activity in Dubai. That is what people do. Because the thing, you can stay in a hotel, but you can still get day passes to other hotels, if that makes sense. So yeah. Like, and the the like, only thing I was disappointed we couldn't get to do that was actually really hard was I really wanted to go to one of their infinity pools. And those yeah. ones were all hardcore about um you had to be a guest at that hotel. Yeah. Everywhere else that had like the beachside resorts, you could yeah. get a day Some pass. of the hotels, yeah, you have to be kind of guest only. But I know a lot of people, what they do is they'll book a cheaper hotel for the stay. Yeah. And then you can find, again, like you said, day passes to nicer hotels that have like a nicer, you know, pools and and spas that you can go, yeah, just buy the day pass and go hang out there. And again, that is what a lot of people do in Dubai. And that's why a lot of people do travel with kids, for example, because, you know, it's just like that is the activity sitting by a pool in the middle of the desert. (laughs) And they're nice. They're really nice pools and spas and hotels. And you get tableside service i think we went when i went a couple years ago we had booked this again i couldn't i don't know that it might have even been like the fairmont you know Mm -hmm. um but they had we bought a day pass and yeah they had a spa on side um they had two pools i thought this was so clever they had one pool for the morning and one pool for the afternoon like as the sun moved throughout the day oh so you'd start in the, um, in the East Pool, and then after noon, I mean, you don't have to move. You can stay there, but you notice, you know, that pool then suddenly turns shady. Mm-hmm. And then the staff at the pool would be like, okay, guys, if you want to move over to the West Pool now, that's where the sun is. Mm-hmm. And you move over, and it's like, you know, sun for... So it's just, like, smart the way they've built some of these massive, massive skyscrapers and buildings with things like that in mind. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah, so what we had done... Um, And this is, again, this is a really good way to save money in a very expensive place like Dubai. By using apps to look up deals for like that day or the week that you're going to be there. So they have a few of them. There's the entertainer that you can download. They have Groupon as well. I think we might have even used Groupon for a few of the things that we did. So I think that's where we had found like the day pass and it was at a discounted rate. Um, because I think we were going the day of, so they often will have discounts for the day of or maybe the day before, just to obviously sell the spots. And then we'd also got tickets to um, a restaurant in the Burj Khalifa that I think was Ooh. on like the 108th floor. Well, did you go to was Atmosphere? Super... Was it called Atmosphere? I can't, I can't remember which one it was. There is but, a lot of I restaurants mean, in there. Pro- yeah. There's so many of them. I do, I do remember specifically it was like floor 108 or 118 or something. It had an eight in it. And it wasn't floor eight. Um, (laughs) But we had found a deal. It was, I think it was like 25 pounds for, obviously, you know, you get to go up to the restaurant and then you get a bottle of uh, champagne. I don't think it was real. I don't think it was real champagne. I'm pretty sure it was Prosecco, but that's fine. And then like a selection of like cheeses and like some desserts as well Mm -hmm. for 25 pounds. We're like, sweet. But we went up and what we we're all kind of we were all a bit stupid where we're like wait the 25 pounds it was a bottle each 
So we all sat there oh. with it. Or, yeah. You and I have it had was, this day many times. Yeah, though. I know. And we were like, <laughs> this is insane. And then there was just like so much food as well. But for 25 pounds, it was such a fun night. I mean, we obviously got like super drunk by the end of it. <laughs> and we were that high up. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have like altitude sickness right now. But yeah, but we just found this like last minute deal on one of these apps. And it was just such a fun night. And, you know, for a place as expensive as Dubai, 25 pounds, I'm like... That's nothing. <laughs> well, I had the same experience with, so I wanted to do a day out in the desert. You always see them like out on quad yeah. bikes and doing all these things out in the desert. So I wanted to spend a day doing that. And I was looking on TripAdvisor, all these websites, they were all around the $200, $250 mark. Mm-hmm. And then because our, we booked our accommodation on Airbnb, you know how Airbnb, and I've never used Airbnb like activities before. I've only used it to book accommodation. Yeah. Under the Dubai booking, there was a recommendation for 60 Australian dollars. And it was a full day, like 12 o'clock to 10 p.m. You got you went quad biking out in the desert. You went um, dune surfboarding. You went dune bashing in Jeeps, like a full day of activities. There was yeah. camel riding, but we actually opted out of the camels. We were like, didn't feel comfortable with how the camels were treated. Mm-hmm. And it was actually good. Every single person on our tour, it snowballed and they all, everyone opted out. Nice. Yeah. So I like that. Uh, yeah. We felt good about that. But um, yeah, it was a full day of activities for 60 Australian dollars. And that felt like we just saved 150 bucks right there. <laughs> Airbnb for the win, oddly, for how much we've bashed Airbnb recently. <laughs> <sighs> no, we love Airbnb now. I'm a host. I'm a good host. I've made it good and clean again. No, I do feel like in Dubai, it doesn't have to be complete opulence and luxury. You can definitely find deals and good deals to do fun stuff like this and still feel like you're having a luxury experience. Oh, absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong. The hotels, the restaurants are still very pricey. Andrea, I I had the most expensive dinner of my life there. Yeah, so Steph, didn't you, she went to Salt Bay restaurant. <laughs> I went to New because, yeah, that's Salt Bay. Everyone, everyone knows Salt Bay. Some people are like, oh, it doesn't sound familiar. And then you, when you tell them what he does, they're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. And we kind of went just thinking, oh, how fun would it be to go to his restaurants? But he has over 20 restaurants around the world. So we were like, the yeah. odds of him actually being there were next to none. And don't we just walk in the restaurant and he welcomes us right away and we're like, you know when you look at wow. your friend and you're like, here we go. Like, it's going to be one of Are those sure nights. Are you sure he doesn't have, like, lookalikes in all of his restaurants? I know. It was pretty, pretty, uh, he's pretty one of a kind. And yeah. when you go to his restaurant, so there's the normal menu, which we, I would compare it to, like, a fine dining steakhouse kind of anywhere. Mm-hmm. But when he's there, there's the golden menu where oh God. It's all the, the steaks steak. are crusted <laughs> with gold. And yeah. he'll come over and he'll cut it. And it, you're you're pretty much paying for some pinchy, pinchy, salty, just, salty. I was just about to say, <laughs> I think because as well, I've read like online, like real reviewers that have like reviewed oh, this it guy's was food. So and they're worth like, it. Oh, no, but Steph, you're not a food like you don't. I'm talking like food, like proper reviewers where they're like, eh, it's a steak. Like he's not like it's he's a hype it's a hype man. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. You're paying for him. Yeah, my yeah, girlfriend. Of course, I would, eat, I would eat the steak and be like, yeah, it's fucking delicious. But also, like, 
you and I eat at fucking Outback Steakhouse. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Outback. You know, like I'm not, I'll be the first to admit I'm not a foodie. I do not have a palate. I could not tell you. I mean, it was good. good, We got the two person filet and it was really good. Was it like the best steak I've had in my life? I I think I've had better. Was um, it worth whatever It was you worth every it. penny because it was one of those nights too. You know, when you're having like, you and I have this night every time we catch up where you get a couple glasses of wine and then you get a cocktail and we get this and you're, you're like, our cheeks were hurting from laughing. We're watching him do his little pinchy pinchy at all the other table. It was just great. It was like no regrets. It was worth the experience though. Oh, and the That's whole night, saying. the one thing I will say is it, <laughs> the steak wasn't the only experience. Like they, a, mix, a mixologist comes around and flips <laughs> yeah. it. Like every part of the night was an experience. Yeah. So worth it. So that's what I'm saying, though. I feel like in a place like Dubai, sometimes you are paying. The money you're yeah. paying is exactly that. You're not paying for the steak, right? Like the steak, I'm sure, was good. Yeah. But you paid all that money for the entire experience, which is a lot of the restaurants in Dubai. You get a full experience. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. I know some of the places, the restaurants I went, like they had, they've got like dancers up on stage doing you know, I we went to like this Thai restaurant once and they were doing like Thai dancing, like on a big stage as you're just eating your dinner and you're hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like, where am I? Like, this is just a regular (laughs) restaurant in Dubai. And again, the food itself, great. But you are spending a pretty penny for, you know, a green curry. But you're like, oh, but look at you know look at the place i'm at like i'm paying for the entire experience and that's for that's sure dubai yeah. and same like, thing like that's all part of it what was funny is it was after that dinner it was like well you know you only do that once you know what mm-hmm. once in a while well two nights later we're at atmosphere at burj khalifa it's on floor 122 and it is like a proper Parisian degustation menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, with paired drinks. And we're like, we're just going to pretend we didn't have dinner two nights ago. <laughs> that, But that's what you... It's glut, It's all about glutton. <laughs> In Dubai, uh, you just eat and drink. I and... 100% need a rich Habibi to live that lifestyle. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. I was looking for one like, hello. But everyone there is beautiful. So I was like the pauper of Dubai being like, men, love me. I, yeah. I'm not sure you would also, I don't think you would make a very good shake's wife either. <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I have to say when I was there, though, I was like, ooh, there's a lot of very handsome shakes walking around where I was like, maybe, maybe some of them are single. And then I'm like, no, I would make a terrible wife. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what actually surprised me about Dubai? And I'm trying to think how to best say this correctly is mm-hmm. you get these perceptions of the Middle East where it's going to be, how do I say this right? Like everyone's going to look Middle Eastern and be wearing the Middle Eastern garb. And in Dubai, and I, I understand this is like city center. Dubai is probably very different from regional Dubai and the Emirates um yeah. it was just such a I could have been in 
any major city, like metropolitan city. There's every little, every race imaginable, every style of dress imaginable. And it just really challenged my perception of what you think when you think the Middle East. Well, yes, but you're not really getting the real picture, though, in Dubai of the Middle East, though. For for sure. And trust me, my brain went down this whole pathway thinking that. But I'm like, then at the same time, and I'm like, okay, well, what does real picture, like, is Dubai not the Middle East? You know what I mean? Like, I was just... It is but it, in my but, head. Yeah, but I so I sort of thought, thought the same. And then I mean, I think I said this on another episode when we were talking about this, but like going from there to like an hour away to Abu Dhabi, yeah. totally different. Yeah. And like and I'm not saying one is real and one isn't, but Dubai is again, it Dubai is known as a very man-made materialistic like it it is everything about it is quite fake, including I think people's perception of Middle Eastern culture and yeah. what a lot of other Middle Eastern countries are like. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not, I would say, a depiction of Middle Eastern culture as a whole. Yeah. And I think people do, I thought the same when I went to Dubai. I was like, oh yeah, like I, you can walk around in a bikini and you can have, but again, there are places in Dubai even, like when you go through the mall, you have to cover your shoulders, you have to cover see, your knees. I didn't see that in the malls. Like I, and granted, I was just wearing like a dress, but everything I wore the whole time was shoulderless. Um, the one day I did cover up and wore like a long sleeve shirt was when I went to Sharjah, um, which again is outside of Dubai. Yeah, but in the mall, it is you are supposed to, whether or not you did you yeah. are <laughs> i mean I, I was looking around and like no one else was either like it wasn't just yeah. me being dumb no but you are but that's what i'm saying like you are still supposed to it is whether or not people did it and yeah. whether or not be, people were being told like told to or not because i know when i was there well one of my friends got told like you need to cover your shoulders so maybe it's changed in the last five years but yeah um there are still parts that yeah. i mean and it's one of those at the end of the day like I think it's sometimes easy to forget when you are in Dubai that you are in. Very easy to forget. Uh, like there are still rules that apply that, you know, maybe you feel like they are a bit laxed, but there's yeah. a lot of things you still would want to be caught doing. And I think, I think too, Dubai could probably really skew people's perceptions. Like I didn't end up going to Abu Dhabi and I wanted to go, but primarily the girl I was going with, she'd already done that. And like, she wasn't really keen to do it again like she wanted a really mm-hmm. relaxing trip so I was just cool to do like follow her lead but yeah I feel like where you are in Dubai could really skew your perception of like okay you're leaving Dubai now like pull mm-hmm. it together where some people yep. might think oh this has been fine this is what it's like everywhere yeah, yeah. I mean I I felt the same even because when I went a few years ago I then continued my trip to Oman and when I got to Oman in Muscat, which is the capital city there, like I found it, it was very, very lax there for women. Like I was walking around the markets. I had my knees, shoulders out and it was fine. And at my hotel, like I love that you people- said shoulders out as if it was like tits out. Like <laughs> No, but you know, like cle- it's shoulders, like cleavage is not even an issue. Yeah. Like it's about covering your shoulders and knees yeah. of all things. Like obviously your boobs can't be hanging out, but it's like you just wear arm, arm sleeves torso well, it's out just like sho- it's shoulders and knees but um but I, when i was in yeah muscat like i was walking around and 
yeah, it was perfectly fine. Um, but then as soon as I left and I did a day trip to, again, like it was like maybe an hour, two hours away in a place called Niswa, you could not, like I had my knees showing at one point I was wearing this long dress and I was, you know, in whatever town and someone did come up being like, you need to cover your knees. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like I had it kind of tied up cause it was really hot and it was so vastly different there. And you do find in some of these, you know, I, I do think a place like Dubai and even like in Muscat, like you're not getting a full picture. I wouldn't say a real picture because that's real as it is there, but a full picture of what it actually is like in other areas of, you know, these countries. So yeah, I mean, either way, always good to have something with you where you can cover up your shoulders yeah. at all times. And I definitely, I definitely to took like a long sleeve shirt. I took a shawl, like... Yeah. I definitely over-prepared, but it was better to be like that and not use it than not prepared yep. and need it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And linen pants were such a savior, honestly. Oh well, sometimes sometimes even like the covering up of like shoulders or knees and having long like flowy linen clothes is not even about covering up, but it's just about actually like it's practical. Yeah. When you're in the middle of a desert, like actually sometimes having your, having your body covered make it keeps you cooler like they're on to something there you see the men walking around in the big like long white robes and it's actually like they're probably much cooler than i am walking around with like no clothes on <laughs> where yeah. the sun, like the sun is like directly burning your skin i mean again you are in the middle of the fucking desert <laughs> it's hot <laughs> i will say going in january was probably the best way it could have played out because it was like 25 degrees and perfect the whole time like it wasn't the dubai heat that you hear about like obviously dubai when it's in the 40s that's when the city like shuts down everyone who's not originally from dubai heads back overseas for a couple months like it was not the scorching heat that you hear about well and even if it is like everyone that lives there Everyone has like a rooftop pool where they live. Like they're prepared for it. They have air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. I I just got to say, I was very surprised because heading into it, I, and it's funny because I said to a couple people before this opportunity came up, just weeks before this opportunity came up, I had talked about how I had no desire to go to Dubai. (laughs) And so I did have a couple people reach out to me and be like, this is interesting. Like, why are you there? Um, and I had really low expectations and I really, I really enjoyed it. And maybe it was just the brief glimpse into luxury. Like, I don't know how I'd feel about it all the time. Yeah. But I get it now. Like, I get the Dubai hype. I get why people move there. Like, I get it. Well, I've people move there because there's make no a lot tax. Of money. You don't pay any taxes. <laughs> yeah. 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 They pocket it. I mean, it's fucking expensive though to live there as well. It's funny. My friend that lived there she she like came back she had all these like intentions of saving so much money and she's like yeah no you spend it there (laughs) like when you're there you might be making a lot of money but you're spending it yeah yeah that's what i heard from the people who because i met like the girl i went with she's actually going to be moving over there at the end of the year Mm -hmm. so we were catching up with a lot of her friends who already live there and they were all saying like it is fantastic your income is great you just have to be very careful not to do exactly that because it can become very easy to spend what you make and then you know you're ready to leave mm-hmm. dubai and you've saved nothing like you're not any because well, that's ahead. that's the lifestyle there and that's, that's what where we were just saying. i would live that lifestyle <laughs> would you though? i'd be like oh i don't know but i do like a good dinner like i'd be like 
I could see myself doing that once a week when it's absolutely not necessary to. (laughs) God, you've changed. (laughs) I don't know. I'm a sucker for an experience. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but you're just living there then at that point. Like my friend that lived there, she eventually moved back because she was like, it was so funny. We're like, well, you know, why are you leaving? She's like, I miss going for walks. Yeah. (laughs) She was like, honestly, she's like, because she's, you know, she's from England. She's like, I miss just going for a nice walk in nature. There's no nature. None. Oh, no. I mean, that, that alone, that's where, that's why I see, like, I feel like Dubai for me, I go now sometimes for work. That's another thing. It's a very big like business hub now. Yeah. Um, lots of people do travel for work. And it's great when you go for work because, yeah, a lot of this like luxury and opulence is essentially paid for, right? Like, yeah, you know. But yeah, everyday living, I could never. It is not. There's nothing really that appealing about it to me. For While I'm there, going to the nice restaurants, having that experience, yes. But yeah, otherwise, it, no. It's, uh, I just can never, people have asked me that, would you ever move over there? And I'm like, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. I think my mental health, cause I'm a big, like I love going hiking and going to the mountains and obviously yeah. that's not out there. And for me, that's where like, I'm really grounded when I'm, you know, maybe a bit down, a bit lost. Like I'll go hiking a lot more where it's just mm-hmm. not an option out there. I'm surprised they haven't built like a fake. That's what I was like, thinking. The- indoor, I don't know, forest. They- <laughs> like, go high. Because everything else is, the beach is Man- man-made. They literally have an island shaped like a palm tree. Yeah. <laughs> they have, you know, you can go skiing in Dubai. I did. Yes. They have a ski resort in Dubai. Maybe they, I, we so should like, pitch is- this to a rich. <laughs> this is how I'm going to find my Habibi. I got to pitch it. And become a Dubai billionaire because of my fake I'm sure, forest. I'm, we're on to something here. I'm sure that the shakes have already thought of this. They're already probably building it somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised they haven't just built something. But yeah, I think that's the, you know, again, I feel like Dubai is a nice little getaway escape for a bit. Yeah. But it's just, I feel like every time I'm there, I am reminded just how fake it all is. And I think that's what I would be missing in my life if just anything sort of real. (laughs) Yeah. And that's where, because before I left, we talked about comparing it to Vegas, where you were like, oh, tell me what you think once you're there, which yes, like kind not like Vegas. Um, Although they are allowing gambling there in a certain region now. Apparently that's going to be happening soon. But it was like Vegas in the way that you know, when you're walking around these main areas, you're like, none of this, like, this is not a real, ex- it's a real experience, but it's not a, like, it's not natural. Like, it's not everyday life. It's not, like, that can't be yeah. your everyday reality. Mm-hmm. So it did have that parallel. I mean, I overall, know. though, I would say, like, I loved it and I get it. And I would recommend it to anyone thinking of going for a few days. And for what I did, I was there for five days. It was a 14-hour flight. The girl that I went over there with, she was like, it's a six hour flight. And I'm like, wow, a six hour flight from Australia. That's that's short. She was looking at the departure time, like the flight departure time and the landing time. She had not factored in any kind of time zone (laughs) differences. But I don't know what it was. Something about Emirates, something about five days there was more than enough again like Vegas I would never go to Vegas for five days 
so that by the time I was coming back, I don't know, the 14-hour flight just didn't even didn't even phase me. Yeah, when you said on the episode the other day, I think you said it was an eight-hour flight. I did scratch my head a bit because I'm like, huh? And that's why From sometimes Melbourne? when that's why sometimes you like <laughs> when we talk about you have to do your research where it's like, yeah. I think when she said it, I was like, oh wow, and I was assuming it was like, oh, okay, well, honestly, like Thailand, Vietnam, like some of those places, they're eight or nine hours, so. My mind was kind of like maybe not outside the realm of pers- possibility. <laughs> then I look at a map. Yeah. I understand time zone differences more. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm like this is full on flying to like L.A. Yeah, the math wasn't mathing for me because I'm like it's eight hours from London, and I'm like, <laughs> how are we only eight hours going east, and you're coming? what i'm like well i was like why is a layover in la then i was getting so i mean i didn't look it up myself but i was like huh maybe that was just a miscommunication and then sure enough yeah that makes sense yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was like you leave at 6 a.m and land at noon kind of thing and she was like oh Oh. (laughs) she really thought it was only like oh genuinely yeah yeah shocked when i pointed it out i was like hey just to expectation set (laughs) yeah Here's a top tip. Make sure that you're accounting, yes, yeah. for time zone changes. And <gasps> Do you know what I did, though? Almost a very rookie mistake. So mm-hmm. because of the whole time zone thing, coming back, I kept looking at my departure time and my landing time coming back. I'm like, this is not making sense to me. Like, I know the flight is 14 hours. Maybe with tailwinds, it's only 12 on the way back. But like, and I was trying to figure it out because I had work meetings as soon as I got back. Like I was right back into it. I'm like, I need to understand what time I land for work. And I was looking at it, staring at it, couldn't figure it out. And finally I'm like to my friend, like, what is, can you, what am I missing here? I thought I flew out at two in the afternoon. My flight was 2 a.m. Which just didn't cross my mind because most airports that I'm used to traveling in and out of have time restrictions. Like there's no flights taking off at that time. Yeah. And it's just a 24 hour airport. So she's like, that's not 2 p.m. And as soon as she said that, I'm like, okay, yes, this all makes way more sense. But I lost a day that I thought I had there, which my bank account's probably thankful for. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. The airport's open all the time. They just don't stop. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, all those private jets flying in and out that, oh, you know, okay. rich people, <laughs> they have no time restrictions. A private jet <laughs> is on my bucket list now as well. I didn't put it in our New Year's resolution episode. There's been a lot of talk about it lately. And I feel like Why? in my future, a private no, jet is Taylor on Swift. It. No, I only no. mean, no, listen, don't if I want to, I will. To... <laughs> I'm no. not having children. I'm not worried about my flights. <laughs> Children are the biggest no. contributor to emissions. So I Taylor Taylor am, Swift is the biggest contributor of course to emissions is. with her private jet flying in and out of everywhere yeah. all the time. I think that's a universal fact. Do you remember yeah. what, like a year ago? You I don't know if it, you edited it out or if it made it into the episode, but you were talking about the Burj and I was like, "What is the Burj?" And you were like, Steph, it's the tallest building in the world in du- and it's in Dubai. I'm like, people don't know that. And you're like, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Now that I've been there, I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember that. And you're like, I, why would anyone know that? I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, it's, it's like a known, it's like it's a like known landmark. It's like talking about the pyramids or the Taj Mahal. <laughs> 
Yeah, being like, what's the Taj Mahal? <laughs> um, so now that so now you've seen the Burj Khalifa stuff, yes. what were your thoughts on it? It's a pretty bloody impressive. Although now everything comparatively, I look and I'm like, mm, not that tall. I get back and yeah. I see the Melbourne skyline, which has like literally there's buildings with 108 floors and more. Like they're pretty big. And I'm like, eh. Not that impressive. Yeah. Well, wait until you go back to Toronto and you see the CN Tower and you'll be like, meh. I mean, the CN Tower was the tallest tower or freestanding. Yes. Like freestanding structure. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, they're different, though. They are different classifications. Buildings versus towers versus structures. Um but yeah, but the CN Tower at one point <laughs> up until up until I think the Burj Khalifa was the tallest. And then you look at it now and you're like, eh, and it's so ugly compared to the Burj Khalifa. It's the so Burj ugly. Khalifa it's is like a beautiful a concrete cement block. It's very 70s. I mean, it was built in the 70s. Oh, and the fountain um, show at the Burj Khalifa just put the Bellagio in Las Vegas to shame. <laughs> so here's what I love the most about the fountain show. Okay. Um, so we went the one night, had dinner like outside on like there's like a night like a terrace that just kind of follows along yeah. the water of the Burj Khalifa and we ate at a restaurant there and then the fountain show starts and we're just like oh wow this is amazing and it's going on and I'm just like how lucky are we that we were sitting here right at this exact oh. time for it to go <laughs> and then so it finishes and I'm just like wow that was so special literally 10 minutes later the same show starts and we're like oh and my friend was like oh yeah, it goes every 10 minutes. We're like, oh, it literally just doesn't stop. This show just goes on and on. It goes from 6 to 10 p.m. every half hour. But I think on the weekends, yeah, it's every 15 minutes. I think it was, yeah, it was like every 15 minutes or something. And it was just so funny because we really thought we were like sat there right (laughs) at the right time, right place, right time. (laughs) And then throughout the entire night, I think I saw it like yeah, ten times. Then I'm like, okay, I'm, I've had enough. Now. What What made me laugh about it was so the first one came on, same thing. We were at a restaurant out, sitting around the water there, and it came on, and it was all like modern pop music, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's really interesting. And then they rotate. So this half hour was modern pop. The next half hour was like pure Middle Eastern music. Then it was yeah. pop. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So, of course, I take the video of the Middle Eastern one being like, I'm in the Middle East. But if I recorded it half an hour like earlier, it was like Bruno Mars or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I want to marry you. <laughs> that's my water sounds. Perfect. It's like the listeners just got a water show of their own. Yeah. Just imagine it in your heads, guys. So, overall, then you're a big fan of Dubai and you're going to move there? Is that what you're saying? Uh, um, No, not going to move there. I probably would go back and explore more because like I said, I didn't get to Abu Dhabi or so I'd probably go and explore not city center Dubai. What you want to do is probably go explore the Middle East, not Dubai. I feel like you're like, I want to go like you've done Dubai, but I feel like, yeah, there's like, places nearby that you can visit again i'm a big advocate of anyone going to oman oman okay. is like an hour flight it is one of the most beautiful countries i have ever been and to. apparently and you want, the you nature there's amazing yes i was just about to say you get you know it's such a vast difference from you know the the few days i had spent in dubai the flying over to oman and i'm like where am i like this is you get your nature there so it's close by. So I would just say anyone that is visiting, if you're going to go all the way to somewhere like Dubai, 
tack on a few days and do Abu Dhabi, Oman if you can, because it is so worth it. And then you get like best of both worlds, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I will definitely be going back to the Middle East now. Oh, and one final point I wanted to touch on is, you know how we compare ourselves to each other? And just how you Me always have you. to remind yourself not to. No, humans in general. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> do we? Okay. But to bring it down to that, it's funny because when I got there, I had this like feeling of elation where I was like, I am in the Middle East for the very first time. And then my brain went, oh, but Andrea's already been here tons of times. And then I had to like self-talk myself and be like, yeah, that's great for her, but I haven't. I'm still allowed to be happy that I am for the first time. Very weird self-observation. Well, you don't have to compare yourself to me. I know, <laughs> but I do. I'm like, like, I don't know why I did it. But yeah, my brain was immediately like putting my excitement down where I'm like slapping myself on the wrist. Like, don't do no. that. <laughs> I feel like when I went for the first time, like there is something about Middle Eastern culture that I do love when I'm traveling. And I think that's where it sort of like opened the gates to like visit other places as well, which sounds like it's done for you. It has for sure. And it's always better to see places than believe everything you hear about them. Totally. And on that note, have a great time in Athens. I will. I will feed back. Yeah, everything there. Let's see. Hopefully I'll love it as much as you love Dubai. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. See ya. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening.